Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Crunch with Big Commissioner Rob. I'm your host, BMR, and as always, I'm joined by the Bearded One Text. We've got a great show today. M.K. Davis will be joining us shortly. M.K. Davis. If this is your first time here, please subscribe, give a thumbs up, hit the alert bell, and share with friends. You can find us on YouTube at Texas Front Porch. That's T-E-X apostrophe S, Front Porch. And, of course, Bigfoot, Michigan Rob, both on YouTube streaming. You can also find us on Odyssey Radio, iHeartRadio, and KPNL Radio. Thank you to the lovely Ann Celine for that. You can find us on. You can also find us on Facebook at Texas Front Porch. You can find us and reach us by email at paracryptedencounters and at gmail.com or by text at 972-559-0988. Don't forget to subscribe once again to Texas Front Porch, Bigfoot Michigan Rob. Enjoy our content. If you'd like to support us, the Super Chat, the Super Chat, everybody, it's always open and available. Or you can Venmo us at symbol sign at text 6717. Hope you enjoy the show. And I'm going to bring up Tex here shortly. Hello, Tex. Eddie. How's it going today, brother? Man, it's going pretty good. I'm excited about this one. We've been talking to MK a little bit on the off air and everything. And it's going to be a good show. It's, 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 it's going to surprise some people. And uh, it's, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I have been for a while. Um, it's unfortunately Kristen couldn't join us. She was chomping at the bit to be on this one because she, she was really wanting to talk to MK. She's a big fan. And, but you know, those ER and ER nurse, got to work. Yep. Yeah, ER nurse studying to be a doctor. Hey, all respect to Kristen for that one. And text before we bring up MK. How's the studio coming? I know, you know, we're in the midst of, of you're building that studio and where, what's the progress? I need an update. Well, man, I got to tell you, I ain't done much on it because it's been some dead gum hot. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, as of right now, I don't have any air conditioning in there or nothing like that. So it's just been brutal. The yeah. plan is to get back. It, it kind of cooled off around here. We got some rain coming in and everything. Um, my plan is is to actually do some work on it as soon as we get off air here today. So that sounds great, you know. And I once again go out and do yard work, you know. But I love doing it, and there's some things. My my garden is finally starting to fade out, so I got to fade out some of my plants. And uh, 
in Michigan, though, I've got jalapenos and green peppers that have yet, have yet to grow any good ones. But that's my Our problem. Huh? Yeah. Our garden burned up. Yeah, well, it would in Texas. I suspect that. You know, we get 90s here in Michigan. But enough of what I got going on, what Texas got going on. If you want to kind of fade out the music, I'll bring up uh, MK Davis. And uh, MK, welcome to the show. You've been on the show, I think, last year you were on. And uh, it was such a, we got such a great response that we decided, you know what, let's have this guy back because you are certainly a professional in what you do. And before we get into this, I just realized, MK, that you are one hell of, of a photographer. I you, 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 you capture such great shots of the moon, and I just wanted to throw that out there because I love it. I've saved a lot of them, and I use them on my computer, and I just kind of look at them. Very, very cool photos you take. Well, I appreciate that. I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time practicing. Uh, you know, practice makes perfect. I've, I've got a, a huge, huge cache of failures so <laughs> you take a lot of pictures and then you get a few good ones and uh, i always appreciate the good ones just like you do uh, yeah. now i do too mk and for a lot of people everybody knows mk davis especially if you watch this channel but if you'd like why don't you just walk us through a little bit of uh, your history and uh and we'll get the show rolling well as far as my bigfoot history i, I kind of backed into that uh, I was uh, into astro astronomy, astrophotography in particular. Uh, I had gotten a telescope and outfitted myself for uh, photography uh, where it would track. You know, the, the sky moves across just like the sun does during the day. And you have to, you have to stay on target. So, you know, it requires a uh, motorized uh, equatorial mount and i was able to do all that and and uh through trial and error uh i got better and better at it until i was producing some pretty good stuff uh and i got kind of skilled at at the, the development of film and the choices of films and the, what their sensitivities are and and uh i saw a couple of pictures that came from the patterson film that were leaked and, and I say leaked, nothing like them had been out ever. And I looked at them and, and I, you know, I knew from my experience that you can't get a good image from a bad film. And this was nothing like what they showed on TV, you know, which was you know, shaky and dark and grainy and, and you can't follow it. And this, these were fabulous images uh, so it, I, I became interested and I began an inquiry and I, I asked, uh, you know, the net was becoming a thing and you could contact people, you know, and, uh, I began an inquiry about where the rest of the, these images were, uh, where, where is the master copy? Because if you had the entire film looking like those images, it likely would tell its own story and wouldn't need me or anyone else to do any interpretation. So I said, well, this is the road uh, avenue to uh, getting uh, some resolution uh, about this subject. Uh, and so I began an inquiry and, and the inquiry uh, lasted for years and I've slowly acquired some of the best 
frames of the film. Uh, I, I got them from uh, Canada. I got them from Miss Patterson. I got them from California. Uh, different people had them. And it, it began to, to form a copy of the film that was unprecedented in its clarity. Uh, go ahead. And when you go through these films, it's not actually, I could be wrong. Is it, It's not actually frame by frame. I mean, you've got it down to almost to the second, do you? Or is that an incorrect statement? Right, right I do. I, I have it where, you know, it, it's and some came from over here, some came from over there. And so I put them all together and, and, and I try to identify, you know, the problems that, that the film has. Uh, and, and all film has problems. Uh, if, if it were taken with a lens, you know, your lens is going to break up uh, the images into its component colors. And when you get your final image, you'll have some that aren't due to lensing, not being perfect. You'll find some that are not quite focused while other colors are sharp. And you put them all together, you get an average. But if you want to go for sharpness, if it's important to you, you filter out the unsharp ones, and, and then you and then you make your image out of only the ones that are properly focused, and then you end up with a black and white photo. And that's what I did first, and I produced this black and white photo. Uh, I mean, and then I produced all of them, and then I brought them all together and hand stabilized them, where where they were all in the center and uh, no movement took place ex except along the edges. And then when I released that one to the public, I mean, it was, it, it, it was a sensation because that was the first time that you could see what was going on in that film <laughs> and you didn't need ex an explanation. Uh, and so, and so uh, I, I continued on, uh, I, I, I develop techniques to do it in color uh, and I just continued to improve the film every time that I could come up with a way that would uh, produce a sharper image uh, so it, it, the film is my opus I've done other things I've worked on other films uh, I've worked on iconic films uh, I worked on the uh, Orville Nicks assassination film uh, from Dallas uh, JFK, uh, in behest of the Orville Nix family, who provided it. And uh, I, I worked on the, the, the Zapruder film, which is, uh, it became available. Uh, and uh, all of those films had a lot more to give once they'd been properly treated and stabilized. Uh, so uh, it's, you, see, you see a lot of my stuff out there that some of it is I did for people and they just put it up, you know, under their name. But it's, uh, you know, I, 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 I like to think that I contributed toward truth and facts. And uh, it, the, the film, that film languished the grainy versions of it, you could say or do or say anything you wanted to about it. You know, no one could prove you're right or wrong. Uh, and, and people took advantage and, you know, they, big, Bigfoot was this, Bigfoot was that. Uh, people see things and 
they see other Bigfoot in it, floating, floating orbs. Uh, one guy said he saw a Bigfoot head just floating, you know? Uh, well, you can't say that with the good copies and the, the good versions of the film, you know, all, all of that's kind of disappeared. Uh, and, and people just watch the magnificence of that film and what's on it and watch that biomechanics and watch those muscles working. And if it's, it, people see that every day in life and they recognize it and you they don't need uh, to be convinced you know, uh, once, once they see it. And so that, that, that's where the film is at. Right. I've never understood. I've never understood the whole. It's a costume thing because the technology for that good of a costume didn't even exist then. It never holds water. That never holds water. Yeah. The best thing out there was, uh, you know, Planet of the Apes at the time, and and they, the was it the creator of the costumes and the makeup for that film came out and said, "I couldn't do anything that good. I wish I could." You know. Yeah, yeah. John Chambers, uh, a good friend of mine, Bobby Short, interviewed him in a nursing home. He said, "Well, I didn't do it." But when people said I did, I did not object. He said because <laughs> it was good for business. Yeah. You know, Tuna, really quickly before we get into the crux of uh, the Bigfoot and all that, it's a lot of people. I just found out this today, just what you just said. So I love this having you on, MK, as you've done other films and enhanced them outside of Patty, which everybody knows you for that, but Zap Ruder and so on. So as you're dabbling in this and making these films better quality, was that just to help tell a better story? Do you think, or what was your motivation just because you just wanted to get it out there with, with a better quality look on Lent and such? Uh, the, the Abraham Zabruder film, it, it shows um, the crime of the murder of JFK. Yeah. And it's really good because he was really close, but, it still stood for to be improved uh, because it was a hand-to-held camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know you're going to get some some of this when you when you when you lock it down. You can see uh, you, you're looking for the the, the nuances that, that tell you the direction of the bullet, and it, it it's it you know how many thousands of head wounds occurred during war yeah. and and all of a sudden nobody knows anything about them <laughs> you know there's total mystery yeah, you true. know but it, it's it's not a mystery uh, but but we can get into that at another time but sure uh, the the Orville Nix film even though it's not as close or the quality of the Zabruder film it shows the criminal because it's on the other side of the street coming back, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, you know, even though it's not as good a quality, that's it's the, the scouring of that film is worth it because it's coming back toward where the shot was fired from. And, and, and so you're trying to look for it. I found things on the Orville Nicks film. I found bullets striking the pavement behind the limousines. 
and people reacted to it too. I mean, they were backpedaling. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of bullets flying that day. Uh, and one of them, one of them hit close to a guy down there at the trestle piece of it, nicked him in the cheek. He didn't know where it came from. He was bleeding. <laughs> you know, a lot of this work that you've done, can we find that somewhere? Cause I'm totally into this. I gotta go look, look this up. I have, I have some of it on my, uh, my Davis report, but you have to look way back. All right. Through there. Uh, I just began to post stuff up there for the sake of the public. You know, if people could go and see a better version of it, I always, I always, always leave it up to people to make their own decisions about those things. But it, it helps to see a better version. You know, uh, and and so you know, I'm I'm grateful that uh, the Nix family would allowed me to do that, and uh, of course the uh, Zapruder frames are all publicly available now. So, so when, when you when you started going over those films and doing work on them, did you were you approached by anybody that kind of said you don't need to do this type thing or? you catch any flack or anything like that oh uh, no not really not really uh it it the the jfk thing is it's it's a little bit like the patterson film it's become synonymous with unsolvability mm-hmm. you know people had you know in their own minds it represents futility you know and when you if someone starts to to begin to pull that thing together into something that's way more worthwhile. They have, some people have a hard time with it because they've, they've, they in their own hearts and they, and they've, they have their own version of the solution uh, that that's become dear to them. So, you know, if I were to say, you know, well, I found the second gunman, you would, people would stand up and object even if you did <laughs> you know uh it's 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 got the bar is very high the bar is very high uh medically speaking the impact to his head was so so catastrophic that it's 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 people began to seek out uh, explanations for why it was so catastrophic, you know, uh, and uh, very, very few people have considered that two people can shoot at exactly the same moment from two different directions, and it sounds just like one shot, and and it's two bullets hitting the head, and the head goes to pieces because you got two waveforms of, right. of power going through that skull at one time and they collide and they the whole thing just blows up and uh, I, I I think you know they there's there's got to be people who have seen that you know in mass and during wartime you know uh, they, they no one is sought out an expert in that. They, they, they seem to just let it go, you know, just let it go. 
uh, I, I tried to tell a person, I said, would you like to see the Kennedy in a way, in a form that you've never seen it before? He said, no, <laughs> no, I, I don't want to see it in that form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it bothered him because he, he had solved the problem, you know, yeah, in his and own mind. Yeah. He wanted to keep it ambiguous, where where his was on the same level as other people's, you know. And 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 a real good film will make it all go away. Uh, and film film is uh, considered to be uh, a good form of evidence. It, it's it's not the event. It's a it's a rendering of the event. But film is accepted these days, digital or less so. You know, it's it's harder to accept digital because it can be, it can a lot so much can be done to digital. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's I, I've run into a misconception. I've had people tell me that uh, or talk about not you know that when we you know, promoting this show and everything, having you on for the second time that, uh, Oh, well, he, he's got, he's got the, the smoking gun as it were for, as far as Patty goes, he's got, he's got the, the whole film. He's got, you know, the, where they, they hung the bodies up and all this kind of stuff. And, but that's not the, that's, that's not the, uh, that's not how it is. No, I don't have any film of that. Uh, right. I, I, I have had people tell me that they saw it, uh, which, you know, it's, you just add that to the body, uh, total body of evidence. It, it really doesn't pass muster for what you would call hard evidence. Right. You know, see, seeing is believing. Right. And when it comes down to it, I've got multiple people. I've got recorded interviews with different people who said they've seen it. And uh, one person said he knows exactly where they're buried. But he has since passed away. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have a, all I have is an interview where he says he knows where they're buried. He actually tells me where, but I went down there and I, I had no desire to dig them up. I, I, I really didn't. Uh, I, I, my, my goal was to keep the film, uh, from, from languishing, mm-hmm. you know, it was too important of a film right. and, and, you know, there, the, the things that, that, uh, that cause that is, are the, are like the storyline, uh, it can't possibly be true. People rightfully question it. And then they question the whole film because these people are telling a storyline, you know? Uh, so you have to kind of have an understanding of the events in order to understand why they told such a story about such a great film. To well, the let's, point, let's, you know, let's kind of, let's kind of get into that. I, I, how did this even get on your radar to start with? Uh, it got on, it got on my radar with, after a visit with Miss Patterson, and uh, she she told me some things, and then it was after 
she had received a phone call from Bob Gimlin. And I was there. So I, I, I heard the phone conversation. Can you tell uh, us about all that and how it went down? Well, I, it's, it's getting into private stuff. I understand. Uh, it, it was it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant conversation. Right. And it, it made her very angry and and she she turned around and and began to just let some stuff go. Uh I didn't ask for it. I right. I wasn't there for that purpose. Uh I was just there to visit uh and so when when she told me what she told me I didn't do or say anything. I didn't press her. I, I said, I, I need to check it against the film, which right. is the film is the kind of the, the guide for all of that type of stuff. Uh, if it's, if you can't find it anywhere in the film, then it's moot. Okay. But as it turned out on frame by frame, you could find some things that would fit the, the description and so uh, it, it, it remained on the table. Uh, and and it's, not, it's not that I have anything against anybody. I don't. I, I, uh, I've, I've known Bob Gimlin for quite a number of years, long before this. And, uh, and to be honest with you, uh, I, I think uh, he's, a, I mean, he's a good person that probably was in an impossible situation, you know. Uh, but it's not me. To, I'm not his judge. Uh, right. And my, my, my main goal, period, was the preservation of the film and to make sure that it, it was not uh, it was not I say that somebody could take it mm-hmm. and, and, and rip it to pieces and, and there's several ways to go at it. I had clarified the film a great deal. It was harder to do it that way. So people began to attack the, the people behind the film. Right. And, and so he didn't pay his bills. He didn't do this. He rented a camera, didn't pay for it. Uh, and then uh, the timeline, the timeline was, it, it makes a person suspicious because uh, people who know film know that that, there was a two-week minimum turnaround on that, and they were claiming to have taken it on a Friday and showed it on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, and that just—it was not possible to do that. It was very, very. This was a unique film that only two places in the United States developed it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, it was developed with a process that they kept secret and made people sign non-disclosures, uh, the employees that developed that film. It was so stable and so clear and, and, and that it, there was only film that was better was Technicolor. You know, and getting into that too, uh, MK, I don't want to bring up about the personal, the personal conversation, phone conversation, but does that lead to speculation then that perhaps during this conversation that like a lot of people, it's out there, it's, it's speculative, it's stories we've all heard that somewhere at the end of the film, perhaps Patty and her family were in fact killed. But the thing that people ask, and, and again, you can answer this however you like, are they making claims that perhaps there was more than just Bob and, and Patterson were involved, that maybe there were people in the distance that they were inadvertently led to Patty and these people perpetrated a dirty deed? Uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Bob and, uh, and, and Roger. Okay. They, they happened upon it. You know, that they, they were called by uh, Al Hudson. Mm. He was like the go-to guy at Willow Creek, and and, and you know, Roger was sick with cancer. He was out of the loop for a while. He, he made a trip up to to Mount Saint Helens. Uh, he told he told Al if if there hadn't been any tracks in Bluff Creek since 1964, uh, when they had a 500-year flood. And so he says, if any tracks show back up. I'd like to come and film them. And so the, first of all, there was a party that involved John Green that went up there. There was tracks that showed up. That's who went up there first. Okay. John left. And, and uh, Al, I got Al on videotape he telling his own story. He said as soon as they left, he called Roger. He told Roger, Roger, uh, John's gone. Uh, these tracks are still here. You want to come? Come. He says, I'll be, I'm on my way. And uh, so he, he comes immediately. What he did not know was that John Green had gotten a phone call from out of the bed of Bluff Creek with the truck phone, which they, they patch it to a operator. You know what I mean? Right out of the truck in those days. Uh, and he said, what you're looking for is here. And he immediately chartered a plane and came back. So it took, it took Roger a day to get down there and took him a day to get down there. And they got down there about the same time. Uh, and it, it was a whole bunch of stuff going on at that time. It was, a, it was a hunt, but it wasn't Roger's hunt and it wasn't Bob's hunt. They, they, they just, it was just one of those things. They all knew each other. Uh, Bigfooters all knew each other back in those days. There weren't that many of them. Right. Um, but it's, it, that's, that's the story. You know, that's what people have told me. Yes. Uh, now, as far as I know, some things happened because I got it on, I got it on a separate film. Now, those guys claimed, well, 
when I left, it was a month before Roger came. But that's not what Al says. Al says that he immediately called Roger. Roger said, I'm coming on. See, that's not, they both, one day, it takes one day to drive down, you know, from Yakima. And uh, so, same amount of time to get that plane to come back. So, you know, they were, they were all down there at the same time. And it, the, the the story the story evolves. Uh, people step forward. Tell you more. Uh, a bear hunter told me that uh, he knew well, he knew an awful lot, way more than he should have ever known. Uh, that's when you kind of realize that that he he may have been involved in it actually. Uh, and he told me about the the, the, the logging companies having. You know this practice of handling in-house bears uh, whenever they didn't, they didn't worry about the game warden or the seasons or anything like. That. When they had a problem bear, they brought in a professional person like this bear hunter. He he got paid very well by the logging companies to eliminate bears. Uh, and and when the problem came up with the bigfoot, uh, they the bigfoot was resisting the uh, incursion into the these pristine woods uh, by, by how you say, uh, vandalizing their stuff at night. And they got fed up with it, and they got some people, professional people, and, and to, we want them gone. And that's what you see, that film of the tracking dog. That's, that's them. <laughs> and that's who Roger walked up on. And uh, you see one of them looking down there. He'd been there the previous day, and he sees this big pile of horse crap. And he's looking at it, you know, like, what? You know, who's here? <laughs> uh, and so uh, Roger had he three horses. Him, I mean, between him and Bob and a pack horse. Uh, so, so that's. That's where the story. That's where, that's the story in a nutshell. It's it's more details, but certainly it's it's not my story. Uh, I, I it, this was told told it to me, but not not by me. Yeah, in uh, I, I I I have very little very little concern other than the film, right. My, my my I will I will investigate whatever I have to 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 do right by the film and uh, so that that's what if that if that was instrumental in explaining what you see on the film then it becomes important enough to try to get a verification of it uh, go ahead no. I can understand completely, MK, and I know you do a great job with the film, decades of breaking it down, and you've heard these stories, have certain recordings, and, and just, it's hearsay, speculative stories from people. But you're an intelligent guy, and you've been around, and, and your gut, a gut feeling, do you think some of this is just all absurd, or do you think that any of this possibly could have happened? I mean, if you're just listening, or is it just speculative, or maybe there's some truth to a lot of these claims. Well, uh, a friend of mine, he met a guy from the Axemen uh, TV show. You know where the lo they follow the loggers into the woods? Yeah. 
and they and he asked him he asked him he's told him about the story and he says do you think it's possible that any of these logging companies would perpetrate such a thing okay and the guy says they've done a lot worse so I take it, you know, that he he has the experience with them to know to respond that way. Um, that's big, big business. It's big corporations. That that's Indian land up in there. They consider sacred. Yes. And they they formed human change to try to keep those people out. They built that go road. You can't even you can't even ride on that go road. Probably not even now. Uh, they built it just to get logs out and they used it excuse of making an overland, you know, shortcut to the coast. Uh, but they tried to build it down in the Creek and it flood washed it out. So they moved all the construction up to the ridges and, uh, and they built that, that I, I've tried to travel it in June. You had to shovel snow. <laughs> yeah. it, goes, it goes through the high country and it's it's not it's not an uh, easy thing and if you go down it you better get to where you're going pretty fast because rock slides and stuff are t- trap you up in there you know and there's there's hardly anybody in there you know it's 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 really remote and that that's the the big the hangout the, the bigfoot you know you know, I wanted to ask you too. I know it is pretty remote, and I want to ask you. I have two questions. Part two questions here. One is, when's the last time you were back at at uh, in Bluff of Springs? And but the other thing too, I heard, and I just this is part of the story that if you go back in a certain area where this allegedly occurred, that there's a smell, a very pungent chemical smell, where people were trying to maybe get rid of evidence. Now that's hearsay that I've heard. Have you heard anything about that? And today you can't even really get back here, back there. From what I understand, it's really, really grown over, or at least you got to be in good shape to get back there. I was there last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I, I didn't go all the way down the Creek. Right. Uh, one of the reasons why I didn't go all the way down the Creek is cause I'm not down there trying, really trying to, in some some way. Uh, uh, I, I'm investigating Bigfoot when I'm down there. Oh, I understand. You know, I, I, if I, if I have a place to go to do that, I'm not trying to find spent rifle cartridges or anything like that. That's that's not that's not what I'm absor- absorbed at trying to do. Absolutely, I, I'm trying to find new stuff, new Bigfoot evidence and uh so uh i went down there in 2020 we found a whole bunch of tracks um, they were on the ridge they weren't down in the creek and, and there was a trail leading off down the side of the mountain that was as fresh as you ever seen and uh, it, it really kind of shook me up a little bit because they there was enough of those tracks there was a, quite a number of them uh, we, we had, nobody had been in there in quite a while. They had just, they had just, uh, opened the gates. Uh, this was, I think in June. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a well into June. Mm -hmm. um, it it these were so heavy. I mean, they were they were this deep into real firm ground. Uh, I, they were they were just huge, and uh, if it was a if that was a bear that did that, it would it would have to be a, a polar bear times two. You know, it was it was Bigfoot. That's what it was. But but it we spent the night there. I was going to sleep in a tent, but I decided to sleep in the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And uh, we stayed there for a whole day. We made our way down to Laos Camp. Laos Camp is an old logging camp they've made into a little station thing. You could camp there, or oh, it's got a porta potty uh, picnic table or two but very few people get ever make it that far uh, it, 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 we had to come in a, another way a back way uh, it's it's so remote I mean you, you're you're in peril when you go in there uh, if, if if you if you don't yeah get attacked by a bear or something you might get you know, stuck in there with a rock slide. Uh, we went that went the, the the road is like tilts toward the the abyss, and it's you barely fit on the road. <laughs> so, and you come by and you move all the rocks. It took us hours, and then when you come back, we came back by. There was there was uh, new rocks that we had to move. So you're, you're, you're right there on the verge of possibly being trapped. Uh, we get, we came by that place coming out and we came upon this, uh, this, I don't know what to call this thing. Uh, it, it, I I thought it was a bear at first. It, it was a brilliant red and, just looked like somebody had stuck him down in a bucket of black paint. All four, all four legs were black, and it was black up on the belly up to the sides. And it had flowing hair coming off the back of its head, blowing in the wind. And it ran across the road from left to right, went in the woods. On all fours, or on all all fours, all fours. But it was a strange looking. It had kind of a snub nose. Uh, I got, you know, it was good daylight. I got a good look at it, but I wasn't able to get my, you know, I had cut my camera off because I got my arm got worn out holding it, you know. So I set it down right there. I couldn't get it started in time. So I have nothing but a memory of that. Uh, Later on, we found we found this memorial. We found two of these memorials. It was stone stacked, and then on top of the stones, there were sugar pine cones that this long. You know, they're way they're huge, and they were stacked on top of that. And uh, I, I happened to know because the Indians told me down there in, in uh, Hoopa Reservation that three people had gone missing. Uh, it's probably been 10 years prior 
and that's why they wouldn't go back up into place. Uh, you know, they they quit going in there, but there was these. We found two memorials, and when I say memorials, they had a screwdriver way up high driven all the way to the handle, and then above that was this kind of a cross that was put in there with some kind of wire. It's just the wire just bound it to the tree. And then there was a plastic Jesus above that. And this was just out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and we had found a similar thing on 12N13, the road 12N13. And there was a, on both of them, they had a stick leaning up against the tree from the bottom, purposely placed there, you know, like this. And and when I found that same same setup there and the other one, you know, it, it to me it linked the two in my mind um, that these were some kind of a memorial, of some of a death or yeah. something. Uh, but but it remains unexplained and 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 you know high strange, highly strange. Uh, which I did. I got video of both of them, but yeah, I, I don't really put that stuff out too much because I don't have an explanation, uh, and I'm not looking to argue with anyone. Right. I, I just want if somebody knows what that means. I'd appreciate it. Uh, but you know that that's it's that kind of a place. Bluff Creek is that kind of a place. Uh, we went back in there in 2009. And we jumped the gate. It was locked and hiked back in there. It was eight miles. And we came across a rock slide. Nobody had been in there during the time that it was shut, locked up. It, it come down, took the whole road out. We climbed over that, made it to the other side. And here comes this white pickup truck. He's coming from the other way. And it's, a, it's an off-duty ranger. And he says, uh, look, guys, he says, I'm not supposed to give you all a ride, but I'm going to give you a ride. He says, because if I leave you down here, you could die down here. And I wondered why he said it or put it like that. But later on, I found out that this was during that time period when these three people had disappeared. Uh which uh, I don't know who they were, but they were, I assume they were Native Americans. Uh, and that, that, it became a big deal amongst them. I mean, it people wouldn't go back in there. But they must have gone in there and set up these little memorial things. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of, unless Bigfoot did it. I know that where we found all the tracks were a huge pile of these sugar pine cones. And there was no sugar pine tree. Uh, they had been brought in there on that little trail. They had been brought up there and stacked. Uh, and these huge tracks were all around them. You know, these deep, deep tracks. Uh, I don't know. Kind of wonder, makes me kind of wonder if it was a little bit of both. You know, um, maybe the... Some, you know, humans hung the cross and the Jesus 
and then the you know maybe the pine cones and stuff like that were the bigfoot well the thing about it if they hung it they had to have a ladder because it was way up there the, the even even the uh the first thing the, the screwdriver was farther than you can reach on your tiptoes uh it it they either had a ladder and did it or 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 something really tall did it i i know this that they they steal stuff from campgrounds and stuff mm-hmm. uh, I, if you found bigfoot's lair it, it's going to be full of junk it's interesting that it, it's it let's for argument's sake let's say the bigfoot did it what really sets out to me is they would if they were memorial, which they sound like they are, and if the Bigfoot did it, that they have some inkling that most of the white people um, consider a cross and and the figure Jesus as, you know, religious or spiritual. That says a lot. Yeah, well, you got to kind of consider that anyway. I don't, I don't know what their real motives were for doing it, but, right. uh, you know, they must have known something about it. Uh, if they were, if they, I don't know where those people, what happened to them or anything like that, but these things were widely spaced out miles apart. Uh, one, one of them was on 12 in 13 going into Bluff Creek. And the other one was, I don't know the name of it. It was, it was way up on the ridges after coming out of out of Laos Camp uh, for several miles, uh, as soon as I saw that stick leaning like this against that tree, you know, bingo. I mean, I knew the two were connected. Right. Uh, the, the first one didn't have all the stuff up high like that. It was it was it was just a, the rocks that were were kind of assembled at the base of the tree, and then the pine cones on top of the rocks. Uh, which you know, I couldn't even begin to tell you what that means, but I felt like in my in my own thinking that I was looking at a memorial, right? And and though I knew that those three people had disappeared, so you know, you just kind of try to, in any, at least in a loose fashion, try to put them together, you know, try to get an uh, explain it. But I'm right. open. I'm open for any explanation, really. You know, so, too. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, Rob. I, I was going to say we're coming up close go, to our break. Yeah, for, yeah I was going to say the same. 49 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's uh, what I'd like to get into after the break is is the whole go through the timeline from start to stop on, you know, what what happened, you know, and Oh, you're talking about you, the Bluff Creek incident. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, really drill down on it as far as we can, as far as you're comfortable with drilling yeah. down on it. Well, I, 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 as far as I was able to put it together, I, I don't mind doing that. Uh, but I would like to emphasize that this is not hard evidence. Right. Uh, right. And that's one thing I want to get out there, too, yeah. you know. Uh, Absolutely. So when it comes when it comes down to it, I, I, I think that Bob Gamlin – as the last survivor of uh, that did 
something very special. And uh, I don't know if we'll ever get anything that good again. Uh, so, you know, he, he, I don't, I don't think badly of him at all. Uh, and I hope he doesn't think badly of me uh, for trying to give due diligence to those stories. Right. Uh, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And with that being said, I appreciate that, MK. And one other thing I want to ask, too, we don't have time, but maybe we're going to get into a text has suggested. As far as the missing 401, you talk about the three missing people. I'm just wondering how many in the Bluff Creek area have gone missing, if there's any record on that. That's something I'd like to dig up. But uh, if you got a quick, uh, you got 30 seconds, if you have an opinion. Yeah, on that. Well, that would, it would be worthwhile to, to look into that. Uh, that was something I was unaware of. Uh, until that lady told me and she says, Oh, it's such a beautiful place. I'd love to go. But she said, I I'm scared to death to go in there. And then she told us the story of the three missing people in there and everybody down there take that very seriously. I, I don't know what they think, but it's, it's very serious to them. Thank you for that, MK. And we do have to cut away. We're going to take a five-minute break. We're going to come back with MK Davis. Fascinating. We're going to get into the fascinating Bluff Creek incident coming up shortly. Five-minute break. Thank you for everybody. Everybody listening on iHeartRadio and Odyssey Radio, you got to come over now because that show will be cut. Subscribe to Texas Front Porch or Bigfoot Michigan Rob. Hell, subscribe to both. Come check us out. You don't want to miss the second half. Text if you can find the five-minute break button. We'll go do it. Smoke them if you got them. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable